Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hi, Podnobbers. It's episode 50. Now, I know what you're thinking. What happened to episode 49? Well, the answer is we don't really know. Um, we recorded it, and then because in even though it's 2016, computers are still rubbish, it just disappeared, and it's gone forever. And yeah, Which is a shame. It is a shame. So what do we talk about? Well, um, I can't actually remember... But because of some of the things that Dan said, he is suspended for this week, so he's not allowed to podcast. Yeah, for, he has uh, been formally sanctioned by the Podcasting Council of Great Britain. Yeah, even though we didn't have anything to publish, uh, due to some earlier incidents, they now have to listen in live to every podcast we record. So, I mean, regardless of how valid the points he was making may or may not be, hate speech is hate speech, and you just can't say that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely, it's not on. So he is um, in prison, podcast prison, and replacing him because of his um, stature and quality as a podcaster and a man. We have two stand-ins, and that is Christopher from Dorset. Hello, uh, I'm very excited to be here. And uh, bringing all of his listeners over from Geek News Radio, it's David from Birmingham. Hello. Hi. Excellent. So um, based on the fact that obviously we are recording... On a momentous occasion, um, not only is it episode 50 of the podcast, but it is also the 11th annual Brian Harvey Day. I hope you've all had your jacket potatoes. Of course. I have. Uh, my car is prepared uh, for after the podcast. I am leaning out of the driver's door as we speak. Fantastic. Um, it is, I mean, it's one of the, the great holidays, to be honest. Um, mm. yeah, when, you, when you think about the ones you have... You know that that are truly celebrated. Um, I mean, it's got to be up there. Yeah, there's two. There's Eurovision and today. There's yeah, I mean, Eurovision would have been better if somebody had died, nearly died as a result of falling out of a car. Mm. I suppose. I suppose figuratively they did. Yeah, there certainly are some train wrecks. The the one thing that we did talk about last week that that actually is relevant here, of course, is the um, the the fantastic uh, Brexit themed gig that was put on, is being put on in Birmingham, um, of which at the time of previous recording, uh, E17 were the only act remaining uh, as uh, participants because all the rest had realised it was a political event and withdrawn. Yeah. Well, subsequently, they, E17 have also withdrawn from the event, and as it stands, there is currently nobody performing at it. I expect Nigel Farage could do some good beatboxing. Mm. Yeah, Actually, and maybe get Boris Johnson to do some stand-up. Yeah, I mean, that's almost worth the... How much is it? Like, 80 quid or something? Uh, 25 quid, I think. It's not... Oh, well, I, I'd pay 80. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm sure they'll take the 80 quid. I'm sure they will. Sorry, I think I found interesting was that the all of the people that pulled out were making statements to the effect that they had no political opinion about anything at all. And you yeah, we refuse to be bit. drawn on anything that could be bad PR. Well, that, that's what I want from my entertainers. I don't want them to have any opinions. No. Good. Good. Have you seen the, the Weatherspoons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that pod, uh, topic covered. Uh, Weatherspoons have produced some uh, anti-EU uh, Brexit beer mats. What's their their uh, stake in the matter? Well, um, their man who runs Weatherspoons, Mr. Weatherspoon, presumably. Do you know J.D. Weatherspoon isn't a real person, living or dead? That doesn't make any sense. 
No, they just thought it sounded like a sort of a pub chain, and they said that's that's what they're calling themselves, and they just well, said JD Weatherspoon. Like that one. Well, it does because it is, but th- yeah, it, I thought it was uh, like a man called Weatherspoons who really liked bottles of reef for a pound, but it's not. They just uh, they just made him up, and they haven't even made up a, like a, a history and a backstory for him. I mean. You'd expect this to be like a really like a, a big old portrait of JD Weatherspoon in every yeah. drinking sort of a pint of ale at ten in the morning. Some law buried deep in the pub, but you have to sort of start picking up items in the pub and reading reading the descriptions on them to work out what it was. Oh yeah, you have to find clues as to his backstory. Yeah, so yeah. it would be like collectibles, and well, you could go around every JD Weatherspoons in the UK. Yeah, and Weatherspoons collecting... is the dark souls of pubs. Isn't yeah. there some guy who's actually done that? Like gone around to every Weatherspoons and basically is struggling to keep up because they keep opening them faster than he can actually visit them. Oh, I'd imagine that's a fairly depressing affair. I imagine it's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have seen some shit, isn't he? You know, when you turn up to Weatherspoons at 10 in the morning. Yeah. I, I went to Manchester Weatherspoons for breakfast and there were people in there drinking Alco Pops at like 10 in the morning. Classy. And I don't, have, I don't object to a pint of beer at any time of day, I think a pint of beer at 10 is fine. But a bottle of, I don't know, not Bacardi Breezer, because it's not 1997, but I don't know what it was, but it looked... Probably, yeah. I was in in a Sheffield Weatherspoons at 10 on uh, Sunday and Monday, and people were there drinking Coors Light. Now, I do do disapprove of that. That's kind of bullshit. Coors Light. I don't object to Coors Light. Because it's quite nice, and it will make me not get fat. So that, it's not light alcohol; it's just light calories, and that's that's fine. But you can do that with gin, mate. Well, then I'd have to drink gin, wouldn't I? There's no the eternal quandary when it comes to gin. <laughs> get fat. I, I drink could gin. get fucked, but it means drinking gin. Mm. Um. So anyway, yeah, the, these beer mats. It's weird because I think they've got confused between the EU and the IMF. Um, but it says, which is easily done. But it says, uh, "Dear Madame Lagarde, at Weatherspoon, we sincerely respect and admire the French people and your country. But note that you are due to stand trial in France for your part in authorizing a four hundred million euro payment by the French state to Bernard Tapie, a supporter of your political party. This follows the resignation, in disgrace, of your pre- predecessor at the IMF, Dominique Strauss-Kahn. Why should we trust the IMF?" Please see the other side for more questions. Sincerely, Tim Martin, who is uh, the ancestor of J.D. Weatherspoons. That seems really quite heavy going for somebody who is likely to be nine pints in and slamming I mean, on the table. That's the problem, isn't it? There's... Both sides of the mat. Oh, yeah, you flip it over. So presumably when you're playing that game where you flip a mat up in the air um, and it spins in front of your eyes, you can read all the questions. Would you like to try and answer some of the questions? Yes. I would love to. Okay, so question number one for Adam. Is the governance of the IMF better than FIFA's? No, it's no better. Well, it can't be any worse, though, could it? I think it's better. I would have thought it's better. I think it's actually the same body. Well, well oh, that would make uh, no sense at all. But, I mean, you know, it is the IMF, so we'll go with that. Uh, so, for Chris, did anyone elect you? Yes. Do you want more than yes/no answers, or? Yeah, that's a yes or no. I, well, I mean, I specifically, mean... specifically you, but I guess it's addressed to dear Madame Lagarde. So, did oh, you okay. elect her? I suppose. Pending that I'm Madame Lagarde, I think the answer would be yeah. no. 
No. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. Probably not. Uh, Would she have been elected by the um, the board of the IMF or? Well, I mean, somebody must have elected her. She didn't. They? So technically, she didn't yeah. just. She didn't just turn up and say, I'm in charge now. Maybe she did. Maybe that's the issue. Uh, so, Dave, why is Greece in such trouble after six years of IMF advice? Hmm. Bearing in mind, this is likely to be answered by a drunk man. A drunk racist man? Very probably. Is it because they're Greek? It could be, yeah. And finally, Adam, has the IMF warned the Eurozone that no currency in history has survived without a single government? Uh, yes, but they've done it through interpretive dance. Mm, that's the best kind of warning. And then it says, vote, leave, take back control. So, um, I mean, it doesn't really reference the EU at all, as far as you, I can you tell. So, my favourite part of this beer, Matt, which is the little picture of George Osborne about to kiss Christine Lagarde. Oh yeah, he is sort of leaning in a bit. Mm. No, I, um, I think their noses are touching. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's quite intimate. It's a bit, um, it's a bit voyeuristic putting that picture on to titillate the, the clientele. It's just filth, frankly. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's Tim Martin from Weatherspoons' contribution to the debate. Did you also see the the ridiculous magazine thing? That had a like a twelve-page special on the EU, but oh no, no I didn't. It, oh, is this the in Weatherspoon's in-house publication? Yes. Oh yeah, god, yeah. Oh, it's, sounds, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful read. Top-quality journalism. In they just found articles mostly from the Telegraph, mm. just copy and pasted them in and took all the images out. Nice. I know. I noticed they've had um, signs put up on some of the beer pumps saying um, that if you want to hear all of the actual facts about uh, the EU debate, you should go to the Weatherspoons website where it's got a page. If mm. I wanted to hear all of the facts about the debate, I wouldn't be getting very drunk in a Weatherspoons. I think <laughs> if you're in a Weatherspoons, you don't want to hear facts about anything because whatever whatever the facts are, it's going to spoil your night. Mm. If I could write a letter to, uh, what's this guy's name? Tim, uh, Martin. Tim Martin. I would ask him why he's taken the gourmet Mexican burger off the menu because uh, that was my go-to thing, and it's gone. I can only well, he probably it's tell you it was yeah, he's because quite of the EU. Right, he's quite racist. Doesn't like Mexicans. Yeah, he doesn't well, want maybe. to be in the EU with the Mexicans. Hmm. Or well, yeah, no, his he, he, geography is also wrong. He would probably tell you that it was an EU directive that said he had to take it off because the, uh, yeah. the, the chili was too. Um, curvy or something some kind no it must be like one of those you know eu uh, regulations about cultural appropriation and how we're not allowed to because you know we're not mexican so we can't have yeah. mexican food yeah it would have to be yeah did you see the amazing gif that somebody posted today of somebody trying to burn the european flag and it not working because the flag was made to eu regulations about you know highly flammable materials not being sold for that is uh, the most incredible thing I've ever heard. So it's just a bloke trying and failing to burn a flag. It was the, the most impotent, impotent rage ever. It oh, that is fantastic, beautiful. isn't it? Yeah. If, he bought, if he bought one that was made in China... Yeah, it's gone up like that, that taken him with it. It's even worse than fucking China, EU, isn't it, China? God, don't get sussed on that. Well, we moving away, China. I think we should move away from the EU um, because it's the EU and, frankly, it bores the tits off me. 
Um, mm. So let's go to America. Um, what, now? Yep, right now. God. Um, where a zoo has shot a gorilla um, because it was going to probably kill a child. Yeah. Um, because the parents weren't paying attention and for some fucking reason the zoo didn't have sufficient barriers in place to prevent a child from getting into a gorilla enclosure. Yeah. Um, which seems like one of those things that you would do as like stage one of building a gorilla enclosure is stop children getting into it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never designed a zoo, as you know, but if I did, I'd like put up a fence or something. Yeah, you'd think so. Like, I mean, that would just be basic common sense. Um, yeah. You know, you don't want the gorilla getting to the children or the children getting to the gorilla. Because if uh, a four-year-old can get to the gorilla, it is only surely by the grace of the fact that the gorilla can be asked to mutilate any people, because surely it could get out. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think the child fell some distance. Oh, well, fucking then. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's just kind of a bit sad that they had to murder a gorilla because a parent wasn't paying attention and the zoo was a bit negligent. I think any excuse to shoot a gorilla is uh, probably... Not f- from my point of view, sorry. I mean, uh, the the guards, they were probably just... Had oh, their, I'm sure they were on the trigger the whole it, time yeah. just singing... Right, we've got a reason we can shoot that motherfucker. I mean, like, they're all standing there. They're probably all standing there with tranquilizer, tranquilizer, tranquilizer rifles, and they were just like, well, we could do this, or, quick, someone go and get the shotgun. Yeah. Gorilla have been upstaging them for God knows how long. Yeah, no one yeah. goes to the zoo to look at the guards. It's <laughs> Maybe I'm going to start paying more attention to the guards in future to um, prevent this kind of atrocity happening again. Just go up to them and say, that's a nice gun. You're doing a great job. Maybe give them, like, shoot me. feed. Yeah, hold out your hand. See if yeah. they'll take it mm-hmm. from you. There's uh, been a petition started um, to have the parents of the children prosecuted for the death of the gorilla, and 360,000 people have signed it. And each and every one of them is a fucking idiot. Yes, but it is quite funny. Well, I, as somebody who owns a four-year-old, I know that it doesn't take long for you to take your eyes off them for them to be away, and luckily mine's never ended up in a gorilla enclosure. It's only a matter of time, let's be honest. Well, yeah, exactly. And if a child wants to get in a gorilla enclosure, there's not a huge amount you can do to stop them. No, unless you're a zoo building the gorilla enclosure. Well, you could build a fence, exactly. So, I mean, they could have put a fence up themselves as soon as they arrived. So I'll I'll give you that. That was a bit negligent of them. I do take um, a lot of uh, railings and uh, welding gear with me when I go places. Could they but, not have it yeah. on a lead like, uh, like you see sometimes? So they can dangle it off the edge? <laughs> no, like, have you not seen that? They could have just winched it back maybe, that's what, maybe that was the problem. Maybe they were hanging the child over the edge, taunting the gorilla. Yeah, going, you'd love a bit of this, wouldn't you, you fucking gorilla? Yeah. Well, it's a tragic story all around. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't... I, I have no attachment to the gorilla. I, well, no, uh, I mean, I, as far as I'm aware, the gorilla didn't even have, like, a, a name that would mean that I would yeah, in some way associate myself with For all we know, the gorilla was a prick, so... It's quite possible. Like, I mean, not, every, Everyone's being very judgmental about the parents and shaming them online, but nobody's saying, well, maybe the gorilla was a twat and deserved it. I mean, so. let's be honest, zoos are basically animal prison. Yeah. Hmm. yeah well, yeah, it's true. What, what did the gorilla do to get in there? Could have been a pedo. I mean, he looks suspicious. There's yeah, a photo I mean, on was... your website, and I mean, yeah. I reckon he was up to no good. What, because he's black? 
Fucking hell, Adam. Sorry. We move on quite quickly now. Okay, my bum hurts. Why? Because uh, I rode a bicycle. Well, that was stupid. That was a of foolish you. mistake. Yeah, I went 10 miles on a bike. Why? It was easy. Because um, my work bought me a bike because I said I would ride it to get healthy. And I <laughs> felt that because of that, maybe I should ride it. And then I did. And it was quite fun, but now my bum hurts. Is this part of a commuting to work scheme? Because you work at home? Uh, no, it's just um, they work said... Well, they, they either give you money for gym, but I'm not going to the fucking gym. Um, or they buy you a piece of exercise equipment once a year, and I said, can I have a bicycle, please? And they said yes. Okay. How much do they pay for a bike? £200. It's not bad, going, is it? It's not bad, is it? It's the first time we've ever had any perks at all, so I've uh, enjoyed that. So I thought, well, they bought me a bike, I'll meet them halfway and ride it. Uh, and I went down the canal a bit and found that there's a pub within 20 minutes, so that's uh, that's gone in the my brain for future reference um, and then I came back uh, but the seat is very hard well your company seems uh, to be very generous in that regard because uh, the people I'm working for at the moment are in the process of moving to a new site and the nearest train station is a 25 minute walk and they are doing fuck all to assist people in getting from the train station to the building so yeah, fair enough. you know it doesn't bother me I don't take the train but I'm sure it'll upset the people who do hmm Right, Chris, Hello. what have you bought to show the class this week? Well, I mean, first of all, I'd like to talk about what a big opportunity this episode could be for you, because as we know, uh, David can bring in the youth audience and uh, he can siphon all of his fans across if the quality is good enough. But also you could break into the much coveted Belgian market. I'm quite a big deal on the continent, so... The problem there, Chris, is that only works as long as we don't vote to leave the EU. I mean, once we vote out, then the continent's... I mean, we can't publish there anymore. Yeah, I'm not I'm not paying to export to Europe. No, so, well, I mean, that that destroys all of the Weatherspoon arguments, doesn't it? You've got to stay in for it the sake does. of the podcast and the, the lucrative uh, kickbacks from Belgium. Has the Podcasting Council of Great Britain uh, made a statement about the EU yet? Um, I don't believe so, but I don't think they have figured out how to make statements. Ah. I think they've probably written something down on a piece of paper and just sort of left it somewhere, hoping it would go out into the public consciousness. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it took, it took quite a long time for them to actually formally recognise us as a podcast. Um, and, I mean, we filed the paperwork months before we even recorded the first episode. So... I think if you want to actually take advantage of this big opportunity, you've got to make a better show. And I've got some ideas to improve that, which is basically, I think I listened to two or three geek news radio things. They were all a bit too geeky for me, but they did have some good things. So the bit you should really steal is the drinking section, drinking section at the start, where people say, what are you drinking? And then we all go round and say... Uh, what are you drinking, Chris? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm drinking Geneva, which is the forerunner of gin. Uh, and okay. uh, yes. it's not as nice as gin, but less hipsters drink it, so that's in its favour. Or very specialised hipsters like myself. Some form of gin. No, not gin. The ancestor of gin. Oh, okay. Proto-gin. Yeah, 
So if you were eating okay. um, a human, I would be eating a Neanderthal. Oh, okay, fine. Some primitive gin. Primitive gin, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I don't really have anything to add to that. Well, are you drinking something? What are you drinking? I'm drinking orange squash. Ah, uh, no, no. With uh, with Geek News Radio, they drink... I'm drinking actual gin. Actual oh. gin, okay. Yeah, real gin. What species of gin? It's the uh, lesser spotted Hendrix gin. Oh, I had some of that the other day and I didn't want to cut my tongue out, so I think I'm growing as a human. Yeah. Add a little little bit of lemon, a little bit of cucumber. Um, no, I don't know. It had some other stuff. I assume it had tonic in it. I mean, potentially. You don't have yeah. to. What I, what I find with gin is the first time I had it, I didn't like it, so I said, well, put extra tonic in to take away the taste of the gin. But that makes it more horrible. Yeah, so then you just put more gin in to take, take away the taste of the tonic. It's very confusing. Well, the idea originally was that the gin was there to take away the bad flavour. So what, what, is, what is tonic for? Uh, tonic used to, to kill mosquitoes. in it, which uh, protected people against malaria. I oh, think I because it made them not taste nice to mosquitoes. Okay. But so now it doesn't. So why do they? Why why do people still well, drink tradition. it? Habit. Why don't Why don't they make it, put it with something nice that they don't have to use gin to take away the taste? But if you go down that road, then we just all drink something delicious. We all just drink uh, Coors Light all day long. Is it really because it's less alcohol? It's just not because it's a light colour. No, it's it's no, it's it's same amount of alcohol, but it's less calories. That's what light beer is. It doesn't make you as fat. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm all for. But how do you explain America? <laughs> oh, well. I, mean, I think, I mean, I, I've, obviously I'm not a, a, a detailed study of America, but my understanding is that they have things other than beer. <gasps> well, the thing is, in America they have food, and to every item of food they add a shitload of cheese, and that'll do it. Often cheese from a can. Like yeah, or yeah, spray on cheese. spray on cheese. That does sound wonderful because you could just spray that directly into your mouth. And short of an IV, that is surely the most efficient way to get cheese into your system. I mean, typically when I'm thinking about eating cheese, efficiency is not number one on my list. Oh, really? I'm just about getting as much cheese into me as I possibly can in the shortest time <laughs> possible, and. Uh, that's taken me to some strange uh, strange avenues, let me tell you. I'd like to know what Adam's uh, list is when he's thinking about consuming cheese. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not thing to have a list of, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I didn't imply that I had a list, merely that the like volume of cheese I could pump into my body was not, you know, number one priority. Yeah, clearly, you uh, clearly stated that you had a list. It's on the record. I did say you had my, a list. Yeah. My... I, I fear I've been misquoted here, but um, nonetheless, I shall I shall carry on regardless. Uh, but my, my primary objective, uh, one, or primary honest. criteria, is is taste. taste. Okay, and, and then what? Flavor of cheese, uh, and then obviously texture and consistency, uh, and, then and then you know you look for suitability of the cheese with whatever else you happen to be consuming. Oh, context. Oh, the the relative. It must be context. Yeah, <laughs> context. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, because you know if you just like if you just pump spray cheese straight into your mouth. Um, I mean, yeah. like you said it's very efficient, but I feel that you might be missing out somewhat. Well, aren't you a fucking connoisseur? <laughs> Not just shoveling it in any old hell. God, 
Yes, because I what? don't want cheese direct injected directly into my veins. What what's your what's the best cheese? Um I mean I can't really argue with a good cheddar. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Cheddar, that's the best cheese. Oh. Definitively. Stilton lads. Stilton. Fuck off. No, I've never really been a Stilton man. Stilton's bollocks. Great mate. Stilton is for people who don't like cheese but want to pretend they do. I think uh, what? I think you're wrong. Actually possibly that's baby bell. Yeah, that's Baby Bell. Yeah, that doesn't really cheese strings like anything. Yeah, Baby Bell is just its own type of cheese. It's not even like a smaller. I I assumed it was Edam because of the wax, but it's not because then they released Baby Bell Edams and they tasted like Edam. Hmm. It's a little fact I know about cheese. Is there a number four on your list? Sorry, I thought four was context, wasn't it? Three was context. So what's five? Uh, No, it was only a four-item list. Oh, I thought texture oh, sorry, it's a long way down the consistency list. was the same thing. Uh, yeah, but then um, quantity was three. Quantity. Just oh, above. Okay. Con- yeah, quantity was three just above context. Um, but So you don't think about how cool it's going to make you look? Not frequently, no. Oh, right. So style doesn't factor in your um, cheese eating. No, I'm not really hipster enough. What about price? Do you talk- oh. consider... Uh, I'm not overly fussed about. You, no, you worry about the price when you're buying the cheese. Once, yeah. once, you, once it's purchased, you, who gives a fuck how much it cost? What about the replayability of cheese? <laughs> oh, well, no, I mean, you obviously, replay it's your cheese. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't want to kind of just, you know, get bored of the cheese. Um, you know, if you if you just do the same cheese over and over and over again, you, you're gonna just wear it out. What's um, the point of holes in cheese? Uh, it's uh, like um, aerodynamics. Um, but they're not consistent enough. Like that would make sense if it would look like a golf ball. But they're are, are, they're random, or are they not? I don't know. There's probably an EU directive stating how many um, holes it can have and in what configuration. Well, this is why we need to get out. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, then you can start drilling holes in cheese any old fucking way. I think, way I think I it's because of an EU directive uh, to to de- define the standard density of cheese. So they, uh, oh, obviously they've got to punch holes in it just to bring the density down. Exactly. So it it's would, a bit of a hack, be... but I mean, it's been in place. It's just cheese technical debt. I see. Well, that, that's I mean, that's worse than adding water to chicken, I think. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, that's bullshit. Adding air to cheese. And is it even air? I mean, who knows what they're injecting into it? Maybe, well, exactly. Maybe helium. To make it lighter, yeah. Mm. Well, no, because they want to make it heavier. They don't. They want you to get... Oh, I'm so confused. What's the ideal uh, scenario for a retailer to have heavy cheese or light cheese? Well, I guess it depends on to... how you're selling it. If you're selling it by the kilo, um, yeah, you know you're going to want the heaviest cheese you can. Heavier, yeah. They want, yeah. They've they've shot themselves in the foot by putting helium in. What is denser than air? I mean, obviously metal, but gas-wise, carbon dioxide. Yeah, maybe that's what they're injecting in. And that's probably contributing to global warming. We are un- unearthing quite the conspiracy here. It's big cheese. Yeah. Where where, uh, where 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 did we start this whole chain? Oh, drinking. Oh yeah, what are you drinking, Adam? Uh, I am drinking a Doom Bar. Oh, good. Well done. Did, was that okay, Chris? It was all right. First try. Oh, okay, fine. I wonder what well, drinking. I mean, Jesus. See, this is what happens when you let um, people in the West Country have internet. Because well, this is what, you let, what happens when you let people in the West Country not have internet? Oh well, maybe yeah. Maybe we should um, widen the pipe. Well, while um, while Chris is uh, um, to cranking the handle, so to, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I mean, he might be. Maybe that's maybe that's why it keeps cutting out because of uh, the other tabs he's got open. Who knows? Uh, David, what would you like to bring to the table? Um, so la- last year, you you guys recommended possibly my favourite film, uh, San Andreas. Yeah, it's the best film of all time. Of course, it's your favourite film. Yeah, but here's the thing: Have you seen the trailer for Central Intelligence? What? It's essentially The Rock doing it again. Oh. Let me look this up now. I must see what's going on. Um, I'm enjoying the poster, which involves The Rock and some other guy. Uh, Kevin Hart, I guess. Oh, oh, Kevin Hart's in it. Yeah, but it does make a... Oh, no, that's fine. I, I was poster. thinking of Kevin James. It, make, it makes uh-huh. it a dick pun on the poster by saying that uh, saving the world takes a little heart and a big Johnson. Oh, I see what they're saying, because um, The Rock has got a big dick. Yes. It's very yellow, isn't it? <laughs> Why is it? <that? laughs> <laughs> uh, and also the poster is yellow. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen the trailer. What, so what, what, what happens? So... The, the the premise is that Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, was a chubby loser in school uh, and then becomes a badass murdering CIA agent. All right. Hilarity ensuing him being the, the Rock. The classic story. Yeah, the classic story. All right. So, um, no, well, sorry, that sort of fell a bit flat because we haven't seen that. I didn't even know that was a, a thing. All I no, know I is no that he's making San Andreas 2, and as far as I'm concerned, why are they making any other films? How do you I mean, make he's, San Andreas 2? He's making a lot of films at the moment. Mm. The man is, is you know... Prolific. Turning around, putting the work in. Yeah. He's even... I mean, I mean you know, obviously, he's um, he was in uh, Gem and the Holograms. Um, What's that? It's the film about Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's going to be in San Andreas 2 and Central Intelligence. Uh, he's also going to be in the Rampage movie. Wow. Um, Is he playing the gorilla, the lizard, or the dog? Unfortunately, it doesn't say. Um, but, I mean, that was one thing that we discussed last week, of course, was the uh, imminent arrival of the Tetris movie trilogy and oh, the yeah. Fruit Ninja film. Um which are both terrifying in themselves, but I mean, I'd completely forgotten that they were making a rampage movie as well. Um, it's quite. Well, I, I'm I'm on board with that because Rampage felt like it should have been a film. Yeah, anyway. I'm just a little unsure as to how far they could. Oh Christ, they're making a Baywatch movie. Yeah, with uh, with, with the, rock. the Rock. Yeah. Uh, also, I think he's eight, just in every film the now. Fast and the Furious film, uh, a remake of Jumanji. And he's going to be in Shazam as well. The Jumanji um, remake is going to be a video game, isn't the it? The third and fourth Journey to the Centre of the Earth films. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which I didn't, I, I didn't know even know there had been, been a second. I mean, but, what, did, yeah. they, did they leave something there? They had to go back and get it? Well, the, the third one is called Journey 3 from the Earth to the Moon. <laughs> okay. Well, that's sort of not to the centre of the Earth at all. Well, no, but the fourth one is Journey to the Centre of the Earth 4. Oh, so, but we've been to the Moon. Why would they... Maybe it's what? to the centre of the Moon. Yeah, I guess it must be. He's also going to be in the second season of Ballers as well. Well, what the fuck is Ballers? I don't know. It's a TV series. About uh, basketball? A series centred around a group of football players and their families, friends and handlers. Handlers? Yes. Um, Ball handlers. 
Is it what they handle their balls? Yes. Yes. Marvelous. When you're that rich, you can afford to get somebody to do that for you. Oh, that's the you dream, isn't it? Better things to do with your time than handling your own. Yeah. Like handling others. <laughs> yeah, you're too busy handling all. Well, sure, they could just uh, handle their teammates. You don't need to employ somebody else, do you? You've got to carefully construct a chain of ball handlers. Yeah. I mean, we're sort of getting back into human caterpillar territory again, aren't we? Centipede. Well, on the subject of uh, ball handling and uh, general filthiness, um, it's been quite fun this week because uh, Blizzard, well-known developer of things like World of Warcraft, uh, have been making substantial attempts... They're making a film of that as well. Yes. uh, They have been making substantial attempts to crack down on the people making pornography of characters from Overwatch, their new game. Which you may think is a tiny fraction of strange people on the internet, but it turns out it's a large fraction of strange people on the internet. Yeah, I have um, been on the internet, so I, I wouldn't have thought the first thing you said. Yeah, it's um, it's been quite... Apparently there are some people who are very upset because Blizzard do not seem to have previously cracked down on their pornographic imagery of characters from World of Warcraft Diablo, Starcraft, uh, or indeed Heroes of the Storm. Um, but for some reason, Overwatch has uh, finally caused Blizzard to go on a, a cease and desist rampage. Um, and it has upset a lot of drawers of cartoon tits. So what's, what's different about Overwatch that they feel they need to be more protective? Uh, I'm not sure. I think possibly because there was the brief controversy when one of the characters had a victory pose wherein she flashed her ass. Um, and so they changed it so that now she flashes her ass in a slightly different way. Mm. And I think I, possibly they're thinking that if people are drawing pictures of her flashing her ass and possibly other bits, that people might think it's like official Blizzard material or something. Well, presumably they're just um, they're stepping on their uh, toes for DLC in the future. Oh, that's possible. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the only explanation really. I don't know what Overwatch is. It's like Team Fortress. Two, but why Blizzard? I don't know what Team Fortress oh. is. <laughs> it's a team-based shootery thing with like uh, characters, like one's a, a gorilla scientist, and one's like a German guy in big armor with a hammer, and one's a British girl with a really bad British accent that's like somebody said do an impression of Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins, um, and then there's like a French sniper who's got a really shiny ass and some others. When you say gorilla scientist, is that a gorilla that is a scientist or a scientist who researches gorillas? No, it's a scientist who is a gorilla. Okay. It's not like, um, uh, like using gorilla tactics to do his science. No, no, it is a, an actual gorilla who happens to be a scientist. Hmm. Uh, and wears like a sort of, uh, suit of armor and runs around firing lightning at people. I mean, drawing naked um, cartoon characters and stuff, I think is harmless. It's, you know, a bit odd, but each to their own. It's all about preserving the brand, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I suppose it is. I mean, if but if somebody wanted to draw some um, erotic fan art of us, I would have no issues with that. No, but I mean... I might I, draw some myself. I don't want to, in any way, official, undersell us, but... Blizzard are slightly larger than us brand-wise. Well, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, for now. But they they have, especially with, you know, the Warcraft movie coming out and things, they probably don't want to be associated with cartoon drawings of tits. Oh, I mean, no one wants to be, but 
you sort of have to to get ahead in this world, don't you? Well, it is a sad reality of these things. Yeah. The real question is, though, that did the Thomas the Tank Engine guy get season desisted? Oh, uh, yeah, I would I would hope so, but yeah. probably just for other reasons. I, I mean, is 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 the uh, the good Reverend? I, I presume he's no longer with us. Well, not after reading that. <laughs> no. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he's passed it. I don't know who is who retains the rights to the Thomas the Tank Engine franchise and indeed world. Hasbro, uh, I think. Oh, God. I don't know. I would imagine so. They own everything, don't they? It's Disney or Hasbro. Yeah, that's, that's a depressing thought. Hmm. Uh, in another depressing thought, um, the new series of Top Gear started on Sunday and I watched it and it, it was fine. It was, you know, no worse than a bad episode of old Top Gear, but all of the mouth breathers on the internet have lost their minds. Yeah, I've I've seen that. I didn't watch it, um, but I saw lots of people getting very upset that it wasn't exactly as good as they had imagined it was going to be in their strange heads. Yeah, but I mean, they they knew that Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and James May weren't going to be on it, and still they were really angry that they weren't on it, and. It seems a very odd way to conduct your life. Well, yeah, but people get very angry about things that just make no sense. Well, fuck them, they're cunts. I mean, yes. Um, You know, there's this sort of weird thing where people get really invested in something and then get really angry Mm. and irrationally angry. And it's like, I liked Top Gear with Clarkson and Hammond and May... Yeah. Therefore, it should continue to have them, and if it doesn't, I will start murdering people. Yeah, because it's the only way they'll learn. I mean, I can only imagine that Sabine Schmidt must be receiving some really horrific stuff on uh, Twitter, and because that's how the internet works, isn't it? She must be getting all kinds of threats and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine yeah, she's I mean, probably getting the brunt of it. Chris Evans was presenting it. In Chris Evans style, which is why he's there. Matt LeBlanc was a bit awkward, but fine. It was, I don't know, it was a bit boring. But a lot of episodes of Old Top Gear were quite boring when they just banged on about cars instead of doing silly things. So. I feel um, that they've just run out of silly things to do. They ran out of silly things to do about six years ago. Yeah, and that's the essential problem is that the bits that were good have already been done. Yeah. So you either just repeat yourself or. Stop. I think those are the choices. Gritty reboot. Well, that would have been the only alternative was would be to do something completely different. So they are sort of trying to have their cake and eat it by doing it similar but with new people. And you know, I don't know if they expected that to work and everyone would love it, but they must have known that. Well, there was always going to be backlash, wasn't there? Because it was all, yeah. all the people. Oh, this isn't the Top Gear I wanted. It's like no, well, the Top Gear yeah. you want is being made on Amazon right well, now. Oh yeah, exactly. Just it wait a few it. months and then you can and you can watch it. Just calm down. I think the Top Gear I wanted was uh, quite different to both the old Top Gear and the new Top Gear. But isn't was that it? like every just like any other motoring show that isn't Top Gear? Uh, no. Um, I think Guy Martin would have been much more interesting as a new host. Yeah, he's he's people couldn't understand him because of his northernness. That's but true, but he'd, 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 he'd be subtitled. Want to, he'd want us to go on about motorbikes all the time, and no one gives a shit about motorbikes. Hmm. Mm. I did like their new um, 
their new course. I didn't watch all of it. I, yeah, I, th- I, I thought that was that. that was a nice idea. Yeah, it's a bit bit new and a bit different. Without it, it didn't feel like it was forced. It felt oh wow, that's quite good. But I thought the thing with Matt LeBlanc in the um, in the aerial uh, nomad was was quite fun. And uh, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't really get an erection every time I saw Jeremy Clarkson, so I can't really relate to the people <laughs> who have have gone berserk. Okay. Well, that's that's the end of that section. So, uh, so Chris, are you a hipster? Well, I, this is the thing I'm increasingly wondering because uh, I seem to be spending a lot of my time doing hipstery things. Okay. You've got a telephone that doesn't have, um, well, anything. Well, yeah, I I have a Nokia 1100, which has got a torch. It's got a torch. I recently took my phone apart and cleaned it, and. The power cable was like the ultimate belly button. It just <laughs> just got <laughs> so much fluff out of it. It was incredible. And now I can charge it without having to wedge it against something. Oh, well, that's always which handy. Is great. And the torch, it's uh, it's like an upgrade. Like I could read a book now because I've cleaned out all the crud that got into it. Excellent. So, yeah, I have an old phone, which apparently is a hipster thing. And you wear um, um, a lot of tweed, and well, you have a moustache now. Increasingly, I have a, I've grown a moustache for a stag do, but I like it. Yeah. So, and I think the moustache is probably going to be where hipsters will go next. I um, think. Well, I think yeah. we're reaching, we're definitely reaching peak beard. I think. Yeah. Well, they got to go somewhere else now. It's become mainstream, haven't they? Mm, I think so, they will. Yeah. So, they would stop drinking gin and start drinking Geneva, which I'm doing. They would uh, they would move to increasingly niche facial hair. Dorset, Dorset, yeah, perhaps. So I think maybe I am a hipster, and I think maybe I think maybe you are. Not. You're um, hipster prime. Mm. Yeah, you were Possibly. you were a hipster before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you should start investing in mini discs when uh, vinyl stops being popular. Oh, I, I, I threw out a bunch of mini discs when I was doing my clear out oh, last couple of weeks ago. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a mini disc purist. Yeah, I really like the uh, the warmer sound that the uh, digital encoding gives. I, yeah, it's um, you don't it's it's the feel of the clunk as you slide it into the Walkman that sometimes will close on the first attempt. It's so much more physical. You, you yeah, have a real connection to the artist. And uh, you know, until you've paid thirty pounds for a brand new album because they only made ten of them, and that was every mini disc album that was pre recorded. Yeah, it was. Uh, Those are the days. Simpler time. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, in answer to your question, you are not a hipster. You are the hipster. Okay. Um, well, that's good. So, my next, my follow-up is: What's the problem with that? And actually, isn't it better to wear than just rather than just new shit ones from Primark? And isn't it better to read interesting books and listen to music that isn't on the X Factor? Um. So, yeah, I. I think, in principle, I don't have anything against hipsters. The problem I have with them is the ones I've encountered is is just the general smugness of, oh, well, I have a beard, so I'm a real man. It's like, well, you sort of look like a twat, so not you personally. but I think the thing that's missing from me is there's there's not a sense that I want to uh, parade my yeah. interests. Yeah, in that's, that's the problem. That's, that's the, the one limiting factor is... Yes, you do. You are doing all of the the hipster things that you need to do, 
but you're, you're not doing being in the comfort of your own home. About it. But now you're talking about them yeah. on a podcast, so that's true. I mean, you're, you're getting there definitely, and it's a podcast that nobody listens to, so that's very hipster. Yeah, yeah. I so I I actually have found myself wearing hipster clothes when I'm in the house by myself. So a bit like a crossdresser, I see that my wife's going out <laughs> and think, oh. I could put my braces on for a bit and walk around. So are you preparing to come out as a hipster? Well, I'm not sure, but I, I might be I might be somewhere on that slippery slope. Start frequenting hipster clubs and you know, just getting a taste for taste for the scene. Yeah. What item of furniture do hipsters leave? Um the armoire, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. It would it would it would be a item that no one has. Yeah. So it'd be hard to leave it. You'd have to get one first, and that's more obvious than uh, than just coming out of one, going out to buy a a, a bureau. Yeah. Oh, you to a bureau, demanding they deliver it to your house, and then you leave, and then you tri- triumphantly exit it. Yeah. Own a bureau. Yes. To own a bureau before that was the thing that all the other hipsters had. <laughs> yeah. But, but I gave it away. Yeah, it got too mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I I don't have a problem with you being a hipster. That's that's great. I don't uh, dislike you any more than I did before, and that was. I think perhaps an... everyone is is a secret hipster, and we just try and hide it. Yeah, I think uh, as long as you're leading and not following, I have no issue. Okay, you you might regret that when I march my hipster army all the way to London and burn it down. Uh, I don't live in London, so don't bother me. Okay. But if you, okay, then. if you come up north, then I will um, lead my northern army. We could basically have a civil war um, with a load of people in flat caps on either side, I suppose. <laughs> what, what could be a new civil war about? We um, could go Stilton versus Cheddar, and then, yeah, then Dave's uh, investing. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd be Team Cheddar, but I mean, Stilton is not quite north enough. That's uh, very Midlands. It's a Midlands cheese. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd have to go Wensleydale. On your ass. Okay, that's quite a crumbly cheese. I don't want to go Wensleydale on anybody's ass. Not again. So, uh, all sports are dead. Yes. So, I recently discovered the real sport for real people uh, called uh, WWE Wrestling. I've not heard of that. Well, tell me about it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It involves men climbing ladders. And uh, pretending, well, re- so they pretend that it's fake, but that is in itself a work to uh, jump off the ladders and smash their elbows against people's faces. And they hit each other with chairs that somehow doesn't hurt people. It's great. Um, now, this in itself is, I'm sure some people have heard of wrestling, but I mean, it's less of a work than, than real in inverted commas, sports like Formula One and football, because we've all seen the fast that is that is football and Ricardo's <sighs> fall that the uh, Red Bull had to make made them make the other day. Yeah, that was Renault's fault. They um, Renault came and stole the tyres. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's obviously a work. Someone wrote that. Someone booked that to happen. Mm, yeah, so it's all yeah. about real sports. Like wrestling, but not Greco-Roman wrestling, which equally suffers from the same sort of soap opera style that uh, that Formula One. Yeah, I mean, you're not down with the AC Slater 
Uh, that's probably a reference that um, means nothing to you. I'm going to have to Google that. Oh, dear. Oh, God. I... Oh, God. We've got oh. Well, A.C. Slater was um, the very much the alpha male in the Saved by the Bell uh, original series, and he used to sit on chairs backwards, which is why if I'm doing a poo and I decide I'm going to turn around and face the cistern, as is my right, I call that move the A.C. Slater. Well, I think we've all learned a little something from yeah. that. So anyway, uh, yeah, wrestling. I I wish I had got wrestling when I was younger, because when I was 12 or 13, I just couldn't see past the fact that it was all fake and scripted. Well, I think it was also that at school who and, thought... And I didn't get that that was the point. Yeah, so if I'd realised that was It's not real! I think you have to remember that at the time that we were kids watching wrestling, it was the proper... Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior era of wrestling, and like it was just so like comical and over the top. I just don't think you could see it. Yeah, I think maybe we were slightly too early for the actual good stuff, like when the rock. I I briefly got into it when I started at uni because I was in my first year. um, I had really shit internet and no friends. So I would stay up and yeah. watch TV really late, which typically wrestling is like the logical uh, answer to that. Conundrum. Wrestling and like bad zombie movies on Channel Four, um, mm. and I kind of had a brief resurgence of of interest in it, but then I just kind of dropped off it again because um, it got boring. There's a lot of um, live wrestling like around, even in this country, which I think would be quite fun to go and see. There's a company called Progress, and they do a lot of uh, shows like around London, and I think they do them up north and in the Midlands and stuff as well. And uh, apparently, you get a, you, you just get to see some good fights, some good you know because the, what I what I missed, what I misunderstood was I said, well, you know what's going to happen? It's all scripted, and I didn't realise that. Yes, that's fine, but it's still very competent athletes doing something that requires a great amount of skill. And uh, that's yeah, and also they're you know pretty buff men with a lot of uh, oil on their chests. One hundred percent not roided out. Oh yeah, of course not. No, it's, it's all it's all natural. It's all, all natural, yeah. Yeah, eggs and you eggs don't get and steak all, all the time. That's because they've been drinking their light beer. You talk, you're convincing me on this. Yeah, light, the light uh, beer, the drink of, of gin uh, is for wimps. Mm. Well, let's let's be honest. I think it's highly unlikely that any of the WWE wrestlers are gin men. Yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose it would be hard to be a, a wrestler hipster, wouldn't Although it? Although there is a wrestler who wears a flat cap. Oh, Christ. What a prick. Yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't say that anywhere near him, because he'd I'm gonna, be shit yeah. to me, but... Well, he, he, no, he wouldn't. He'd, he'd punch the air next to you and stamp on the floor, and you'd pretend he hit you. They can't, they can't do anything, because if they... Yeah, they would try and jump on at you from somewhere, but you would just move out of the way. They'd hit the floor, roll around, pretending to be hurt, then you'd go and pin them. Mm-hmm. Because you'd be the underdog in that situation, so a wrestler could never beat you up. His name's Sami Zayn, and he wears a flat cap, and his shtick is, is that he's essentially a Canadian lumberjack. Oh, known for their flat caps, uh, I suppose? Apparently so, but he does, like, you know, wear the check shirts and the general hipster vibe, and he's got a beard. He, he'd better coming in with an um, axe, wouldn't he? Yeah. Is that against the rules, axes? I don't know. Recently there was extreme rules where supposedly there are no rules, so... I've seen a film with Mickey Rourke about uh, a wrestler. I forget its name. Um, And they have, like, um, I don't know what to call them, but just, like, fucking mental fights. And people come out with, um, like, sticks wrapped in barbed wire and stuff. 
and then they hit it. I mean, it is a film, so it might not be real because some films aren't. But I think that's the thing they have, like in the live shows in America, they just because you know they can't compete with WWE for entertainment value. So to make it more appealing to the mouth readers, they just have people getting fucked up with spikes and stuff. And that sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Which possibly says something about me. Nah. Exact point I was just trying to make about the idiots. Anyway, it's best not to think about anything. Um, Yeah, so wrestling exists and we're going to allow it to continue to do so for the foreseeable. Good. Excellent. Right, um, we've been waffling on for a bit. Does anyone else have any other business that they would like to raise uh, before we bring this podcast to a close? My very quick one is that I was in Asda the other day and I saw a man doing his weekly shop and instead of buying um, a big nine or even twelve pack of toilet roll, he bought a pack of four. And amateur. What the fuck is wrong with him? Does he think he's going to stop shitting or something? Mm. Or he thinks he's going to die soon. Like, well, he deserves to. Because he's really short on cash. No, I don't. You well, you prioritise shitting over anything else, surely. That's true. Maybe and so. He, um, some point in the future, maybe he has a better shop for toilet rolls where he can buy it in massive bulk. Uh, but better than as oh, yeah, I see what you like mean. Like a, a cash and carry, a thousand at a time. And he's realised he's not yeah. going to be until until. It's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Just, needed, mm. just needed a couple of rolls to see him through the weekend. <laughs> he had someone order, but the uh, the shipment got held up in customs, and uh, so he just needed to. In which case, just um, use your handkerchief. I, I disapprove. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, that's yeah. You, use your cravat. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's very crude. That was and poor advice. Okay. I promise not to wipe my bottom on any of your um, accessories. Yeah, good. Well, um, thanks for listening. That was episode 50. Um, pending uh, uh, full further investigation, Daniel should be back next week. Um, I may not be because I'm expecting to be imprisoned in Slovakia this weekend, but we will see if I can get a, a connection. I could use that as my one phone call and just yeah, call you that'd up. Yeah, fine. Just if you just that'd, dial in, uh, we'll be fine. Recording yeah, we, yeah, we'll be uh, on tenterhooks as to your performance with machine guns. Yeah, I mean, I assume that they're just going to give you a machine gun, point you in the direction of a field, and say knock yourselves out. Yeah, uh, like upon entry into the country, straight away, step off the plane. <laughs> Just get handed your machine gun uh, as you go through customs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything less than that. If I go somewhere where people try and make me wear ear protection and follow instructions, I'm going to fucking kick off. Well, you'll have a machine gun. He'll be well within your rights. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Give me a machine gun and try and make me follow your rules. I dare you. (laughs) That's what I'll say to them. Then I will probably be um, ejected. But if I can get the the bullets in the machine gun before they realise what my plan is then I'm unstoppable until I run out of bullets. But I will worry about that in the future. I will have a machine gun. I can get more bullets. Well, as I may then end up doing the podcast on my own next week. It would still be preferable to just me and Dan doing one on our own. a fair point. Um, Excellent. Well, in that case, I think we should uh, terminate it there uh, and say thank you to our guests, uh, Dave from Birmingham and Chris from Dorset. Bye. Thanks. And uh, Adam, if you'd like to sing us out. Uh, No. Oh, okay. Bye then. Bye.